Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. So I'm going to kind of throw one at you from left field. Um, yeah, let's do this. 51 minutes ago, Ian Rappaport tweeted, Sources, the 49ers have received inquiries on several teams looking into the potential trade for former number three pick Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Conversations have resulted in San Francisco fielding calls, not making them with teams aware that Brock Purdy is likely the future starter in San Francisco. Does Trey Lance do anything for you? I mean, I think it's what the expectations are, and they're almost impossible to contain here. Like, I think back to the joint practices they had, right? And in part, like, this is the storyline thing. I was kind of hoping the Vikings would beat the Giants so that you had this, like, full circle thing where it's like they're playing them in the playoffs and these guys are familiar. And it was also crazy to see just in, like, casual conversation, like Kyle Shanahan and and Kevin O'Connell, like, exchanging notes. You're like, that's got to be a crazy football conversation yeah, right brain is going, both brains are just going high yeah it's just boring right and like i think it was smart on the vikings behalf too because it put them in front of a defense you know smash mouth and like this san francisco is also such a different team in modern and the modern nfl it's like this i mean i guess it's modern in the sense that like they don't rely on one running back but it's it's you know running heavy and it's it's a smash mouth football that arguably maybe injures some of their defensive players but it feels kind of like this throwback in a way just modernized enough and and like um i don't i understand why they're thinking about moving on from lance this is one of the reminders where i know people are like screw the defense trade up for anthony richardson it's like if you do that and you're wrong like there's consequences and even smart teams like the Niners may have chosen the wrong guy here or whatever. Having yeah. said that, like part of me goes, could this dynamic athlete who obviously has Minnesota roots come back here, the change of sceneries, right? Like you could see the positive, right? Comes home, bounces back yeah. successor to cousins. It just, that can't be the expectation. Yeah. I think the expectation is like, you, this is kind of a wild card move. And I think that's super dangerous when he's going to be on their spotlight. He will be anywhere. Um, but like in Minnesota, the guy from Marshall, the fact that a lot of the fan base or whatever, half of it, whatever it is, is ready to move on from cousins. And that like some people are just going to have unrealistic expectations given where he went to college and how many of those fans are here and stuff like it's that's something the Vikings not only have to evaluate the player, right? But have to evaluate the situation correctly, right? That like, who is this guy and would he thrive coming home, change the scenery, <clears throat> embrace the spotlight? And then like you almost 
it's in a gray area, right? We don't know he's going to pan out, but like, what are those odds? And, and are we increasing them by bringing him into Minnesota? If you're not, I think you allow some other team. I do think Lance could go somewhere else, bounce back. I think as much as like the Niners are a good place to go for a young player, given their infrastructure, it's also a lot of pressure. The Niners expect to win. They had a lot of talent or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and so I just, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, um, I think you'd have to be convinced that bringing him home is the right idea. And you almost have to think of the situation first and the player second, because it does, it does seem like as much as he doesn't have a lot of college experience and man, that's a rough way to start your career. Like he's gifted. I mean, even just seeing him in those practices, right. Just kind of the raw athleticism and like the few moments he's had in the NFL, you're like, I think he has something, but I think it's whether like, it's one thing to draft a player and kind of, you know what I mean? That it all starts here. It's another thing to bring in a star late or something like that. Like imagine a reverse Thielen, right? If Thielen had started his career with the Panthers, like, you know what I mean? Like a guy like that's not going to be overwhelmed coming back home to Minnesota, but like, to me, it just, you have to know the makeup of that guy. And part of me goes, man, it could be the coolest thing ever. Part of me goes, it's just hard when you're like, dude, the most likely outcome might be like, this was just a gamble and, and, and he might succeed somewhere else. I have like an irrational like for Trey Lance mm-hmm. because of I think I think it's cool that he came kind of out of nowhere from Marshall, goes to NDSU, works his way into the mix, and is the number three overall pick. Um, kind of have an affinity to like Minnesota players leaving Minnesota and, and, and excelling elsewhere. So I, I will say that to get that out of the way first, because what I'm about to say is go, is going to kind of like completely throw what I just said out the window, but think about this. Like if you didn't know who this player was, like the Vikings would not want to be traded. The Vikings fans would not want to trade for Trey Lance. If he wasn't from Minnesota, like, yeah. be like, well, why would we trade for a guy who has played? Like if you go back to college, even with the COVID year, he's played like six games in like the last like five years. Yeah. Like it's crazy. The, 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 the amount of times he's been on the football field, it, it's very, very few. Um, add in the fact that he can't stay on the field right now. Um, and it like that sucks. It, it's unfortunate, but like the only reason that anytime Trey Lance fodder comes up that people want to trade for him is because he's from Minnesota and then Minnesotans love Minnesotans. And I'm victim of that too. And I see that rap report tweet this morning. I'm like, Oh man, he'd be cool in a Vikings jersey. Like what could he do in Minnesota? it, it kind of just seems like a, like a fairy tale thing that happens in movies and books and stuff that, that isn't really a realistic option um, in Minnesota. Like I, I get the whole, maybe you can, you know, take one man's trash and turn it into your treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what we've talked about endlessly on this podcast is how Quasi operates very much under the analytical approach of like basically percent chance this guy hits percent chance this guy busts. Yeah. I think there's too much variance there with, with Trey Lance. And and I think he's going to say, look, we hope this kid's great. We hope he succeeds. Um, we can't take the risk. And, and to your point about Minnesotans too, like you see it a lot in hockey, like people from Minnesota will, go have a career elsewhere, then they'll either come back here um, for, for games or, you know, they'll come back here via trade. Some guys cannot handle that. Some guys, when, when they're back home, there's too many people. There's, you know, now yeah. you're, you're having to go back home for dinner every 
every couple of days rather than just being you know disconnected in another city you have friends from you know high school college asking for tickets every other night like you have just a large support system that while it's good can also be a distraction you see that a lot in hockey with minnesota kids like i I don't know what that would be like for trey here Um, who's trying to kind of dig in get himself back on track is being home with all those other distractions that come along with it a good thing i don't know i I mean one way to think of it again like i has to use non vikings examples but like i think of like Mauer early career, mm-hmm. how people viewed him, and Mauer late career, and I always go, and football fans will be familiar with this. I'm like, well, the concussion is what affected the late career, right? But like, think of the scrutiny he was under, and granted, that was a big contract, but like, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of like other examples, even like Thielen, you know, like kind of late last year, there were definitely some people that are just like kind of out, right? And you think of like, you can't get a more likable story, like it's it's he literally walked on and and was such a star, especially in 17 or whatever to put that on a play at least Maurer was like halfway through his career and at least in Thielen's case like you know what I mean he had already done a lot of good things or whatever like to put that on a guy who you mentioned like six games or whatever and I think I think there's something like he played like 17 in college or something I'm trying to think because it was like a full it might be less than that because it was like a full season and then he had like the COVID year or whatever um but just with like such little sample size given it wasn't like um, he didn't come from like an SEC program where he started for two years or something like that. And and given he's only played limited games in the NFL, like it's kind of like waking up on the wrong side of the bed, right? You know what I mean? You just don't have like the full day in front of you. You're like, well, a lot of things went well and it's a bummer what happened at 7 p.m. or whatever. This is, you know, it's just so early in his career. And I, I think, again, I think like you, quasi has got to look at the percentages and they have to talk to the scouts about and you know evaluation of him as a player although i think most scouts from just a raw talent perspective would be like it's worth the gamble but um i think the final thing is you have to have an effective method just like when they're drafting players and doing backgrounds and stuff who's the right person to tell you hey this guy will thrive here he actually just it's gonna he's gonna be home whatever or it's the same thing because like players have said this it's kind of funny they call home and talk to their parents and like their dad goes, dude, what is going on with the Vikings? Right. You know what I mean? Cause they're fans yeah. too. So, so I think, you know, like the, you know, this is one of those things, like as they build this organizational culture and you talk about all these A's that they received, like if they're going to maintain that, right. Like they've kind of hit the, hit the apex, right. If they're going to maintain that part of this is just having these contacts, the right person to call in the right moment to be like, what is this guy all about? And that's not a knock on Trey Lance. I think it'd be hard for most players. Most players, I think even like Dan Marino talked about, like if he had been a Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, like for a guy, I think he grew up there and went to Pitt, like that wouldn't have been probably the best situation for him to go to Miami, get away from, you know, kind of the the stuff back home. He really thrived. That's Dan Marino. You know what I mean? So like, I think, I think, you know, you have to have like, uh, you just have to evaluate him. And as much as I want that to be the case, mm-hmm. there's just no part of me that can solidify in my head. Well, yeah, he's for sure the succession plan. I think it's more like, I think if I have a team where I'm like, I don't know what the direction is and we got a new regime, that's like the perfect situation of like, just gamble on it. Because as much as like the Panthers get a ton of crap for like, well, what are you doing with Baker and with uh, Sam Darnold and stuff? I actually don't think that was wrong. It just resulted in like those guys didn't work out. So we have to get the number one pick. It's just not as devastating because as as far as I know, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold didn't come from that area and weren't scrutinized as a guy coming home or whatever. And you just don't want to set up a situation where there's just incredibly unrealistic expectations and there will be for this player. No doubt about it. If the Vikings traded for Trey Lance today, 
um, it would be a firestorm. People would be, oh, he's going to be the game one starter, um, trade Kirk Cousins, everything. This would be too much. Um, I say that in the same breath. I'll also say if they traded for Trey Lance, I'd be extremely excited. It would be really Me too. Fun. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a, a fun thing to cover um, and a fun thing to follow along. It's, I mean, you probably, you probably noticed it. There were like busfuls of people Like, yes. I mean, Marshall is not a massive, massive town. Like there were busfuls of people and granted these could be NDCU fans or whatever, but like, it's not a small thing. This is not like something like kind of theoretical, right? The thing is we've seen it at in Egan. Right. Yes. And so um, I'm with you. I think I'd be super excited. I would love the storyline. I'm sure he's a really cool guy, but like, Dude, that pressure, because the problem is it can start great and end bad, right? And stuff like yeah. that, or it could end bad, yeah. or it could start bad even if he ends up being a good player. So, yeah, right this up. is not a small thing. Yeah. Um, Tom, before we wrap up, I just want to quickly mention um, Vikings equipment manager, Dennis Ryan, over yeah. 47 years. Someone you just saw him always around on the facility, um, no matter if you've covered the team for one year or if you cover covered the team for 50 years. Um, you always saw that guy around. Um, what a career. I think he's only the second equipment manager in, in Vikings history, so they're now looking for the third um, and wanted to give him a shout-out before we kind of wrapped up today's episode. 47 years, he's finally retiring. Um, congrats, Dennis Ryan, on a great career. Kid from St. Paul, so us over at the Pioneer Press. Yeah. Know, we like guys like that. So um, big story in the Pioneer Press today about Dennis Ryan, um, and he deserves the pub. You know, he's done a great job for damn near 50 years. It's, it's insane to think about, um, you know, he's a guy who for 50 years has been every guy the Vikings have, have funneled through when you're back at the Met, um, Winter Park, now we're in Egan, U.S. Bank Stadium. He's seen it all. Um, he hasn't seen a Super Bowl. <laughs> That's the only thing yeah. I think he wishes he got. But what a career that guy had there's some some of these amazing stories right and it's like you forget how big a football organization is yeah. um but uh but yeah like the fact that he's local and it's 47 years is like i mean nearly i'm trying to think like no no it's over 10 years before i was born um, you know what i mean like that's insane how long he was with that and i think that's uh as much as the vikings are doing good things currently I think it's also kind of just tells you what the organization is. It, it'd be great if they had a Super Bowl. There are more winning organizations. I'm not going to make them out to be the Steelers, or the Patriots or whatever. But I think in general, it tells you like you don't have a guy that long. Right. If, yeah. you know, if they don't, they aren't doing something right. So like, yeah, I think it's just a super cool story. And I, yeah, kind of feels very like Minnesota, very Vikings that like they had a guy who's local who who ended up working for them that long. Yeah. So fun thing. Congrats, Dennis Ryan, on a great career. All right. That's all we got for this week's episode of Inside Purple and Gold. Uh, next week, tune in. It'll be a good one. We're going to have a draft guest. Um, won't name the name yet because I don't want to put too much pressure on the guy, but um, it'll be a good one. He knows way more about the prospect pool than, than me and Tom do. So you won't see us fumbling around with, is this guy good? I don't know. Is this guy good? I don't know. Like this guy knows what he's talking about and we will talk about it. You know, all the prospects that, that are on the table um, ahead of next Thursday's draft. So thanks for stopping by today. Um, take a nap, I guess. It's Wednesday, and there's a, a late hockey game, late football or late basketball game on too tonight um, with the Wild and the Timberwolves, respectfully. So yeah. thanks for uh, listening this morning. For Tom Schreier, I'm Dane Musitani. We will be back next week.